Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Alrighty, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. I have another beautiful artist with us today, Natasha Patel, otherwise known as Napa Gogo, uh, which I'm super excited to have on. Welcome. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. Of course, of course, of course. And um, like all of our artist studio or artist episodes, we have an artist studio tour with Design Kevin. So we're going to dive into that. I love just getting to know our artists here, especially for those of you that are not going to be in person with us as we make the tour, just to get some more insight, get some background and and have access um, to these beautiful works of art from our local artists. So before we start, I'm going to set our space and to do that, I like to light a candle, just getting really intentional, being in the present moment um, with so many things that are going on, um, especially for me, I tend to get distracted and overwhelmed and kind of just everywhere. So I'm just going to set the stage for connection, being present, being um, here with you and everyone that's listening. And we're going to pull a crystal card. I have the Radiant Crystal um, card deck from Bouchette Designs. This is her second edition. Um, I've just been really loving her cards. And I feel like crystals are such an easy way to connect uh, with intuition. They're fun, pretty. (laughs) So let's see what we have for us today um, in the realms of what we need to know. Um, energy wise. Oh, we have Damberite, spirituality, channeling angelic. It's the crown chakra connected to Leo and Aquarius, um, which we're coming out of Leo season um, when we're recording this. The affirmation is I'm connected with the divine, filled with light. Um, Damberite just has a beautiful high energy um, vibration. And whenever I get Damberite, this is one of those stones that you can kind of hold and kind of I sit intentionally with it and do a body scan with it um so basically kind of like either working your way from your feet up or you can work from your crown down 
So just, and you can also just use the stone as a scanner, like just holding it over yourself, like at your feet and just like connecting with your feet. For whatever reason, our feet are talking to me right now. So it's kind of like <laughs> really um, honoring them. You know, they are our transportation. Um, they get us from one place to the next. You know, they don't, I feel like they don't get appreciated so much. And they're exactly. also, yeah, and they're a connection to Mother Earth too, because we're physically touching her with our feet and being able to connect with her like just standing on dirt or sand or you know in the water on the grass with our feet we can communicate with her so well so anyway feet sort of came in <laughs> as we were talking that. that's kind of what i'm talking about like when we just kind of scan our bodies to see what part body part is looking for attention or needs a little extra love or needs appreciation so today my feet are, are going to be needing that extra love for sure and I was just looking at them I'm like oh I just did had a pedicure and they you know did the callus thing because I run around barefoot all the time yes <laughs> um but yeah our feet need extra love anyway I don't know if you have any association it. it's like it's also that grounding energy you know what I mean it's like you're saying like we're running around everywhere it's that connection to mother earth I love it yeah um so I always ask as a first question what is home um, and that could be your physical home. It could be the idea of home. Uh, what is that to you at this moment? I love that question. So home for me right now, it's my studio in Costa Mesa. So I signed a studio lease for the first time this year as an artist, which was very exciting, beginning of the year. And I've been on the road a lot, just traveling between LA, San Diego, Orange County. So any chance I can have to go back to the studio and just play with paint, and just to do uninhibited freehand play that right now is home for me. Amazing. Love it. Um, can you share with us your story, your origin story, getting into this art world? Have you always been an artist? Is this something that you've kind of grown into? Like, what's the story behind all of it? Oh, yeah. So that is definitely a story, quite the story. Um, so I came from an artistic family. My mom's an oil painter, but she did okay. it very much as a hobby. I didn't do anything with it. Never, you know actually went full blast with it. it was a hobby my sister does a little bit of illustration but she did the typical my elder sister the typical good indian daughter route and got you know a job as a pharmacist started the family i am the, i am i'm the youngest of three kids so okay. i was doing the typical indian daughter route and, you know i did corporate for nine years um was in solar energy and then for a brief stint was in corporate cannabis end of 2021 um, was a director and was, it was a very toxic company. So at that time, you know, around COVID time, quarantine, I rediscovered my love of play. And so that's when I discovered abstract art. So like most people, you know, it became a quarantine hobby, um, started selling a little bit online, started an Instagram. And it was the only thing really, it became my form of meditation, especially working in high stress corporate job. So it was really the only thing saving me and keeping me sane. So end of 2021, um, I was at my wit's end. I was really burned out doing the corporate thing. I was just always low energy, high anxiety. And I was just like, you know what? Life is too short. I'm going to go in full blast and I'm going to try this artist thing. So it's been about a year and a half now. Like I mentioned, signed a studio beginning of the year. And honestly, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. I absolutely love it. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the art itself? I know you spoke a little bit about the abstractness, but um, you know, what's inspiring? What's how do you kind of formulate these pieces? 
Yeah, so my specialty is mixed media fluid abstracts. So I love fluid abstract mediums because one, it's kind of, there's no real, like, I would say you have to work in symbiosis with these type of mediums. So I use a lot of watercolors, um, acrylic inks, alcohol inks, more recently, epoxy resins. So it's about kind of working with these mediums in tandem. So it's equal parts intuitive as it is um, organic as well. So you get a lot of organic shapes, um, a lot of round shapes, a lot of movement. So you won't see a lot of sharp lines or sharp corners in my work. It's very anxiety inducing to me, even though it can be beautiful (laughs) in design. I have an irrational fear that I'm going to impale my head or something on a sharp corner. So none of that in my work. It's very organic and freehand. Um, Yeah, my inspiration comes from patterns in nature and a lot of aerial topography right now. Uh, I love aerial photographers, especially that is inspiration, a lot of inspiration from uh, Pinterest and Instagram as well. But yeah, like organic shapes, um, patterns found in nature, a lot of repeating patterns in nature and the universe. Um, My favorite medium right now is alcohol ink and it creates a really soft nebulous effect. Does it almost look like watercolor? It's very fluid. It is, that so? It is, yes. Mm-hmm. And you get really cool texture too. So alcohol ink is cool because you isolate it with um, the fluid medium of choice, which is actually isopropyl or ethanol alcohol. So, okay. you know, it is chemical based. So you have to do like PPE, full PPE when working with these mediums, but it's really fun. I would call it controlled chaos. It's like you work in symbiosis with these mediums. You can only control it so much. And then you kind of have to work with it to come together to make a piece of work. So it's almost like you're working in collaboration with the medium. And then I see that there's like resin on top of that. Is that just because you like the look of the resin on it? Or is there a functional aspect to that? Yeah, so actually uh, epoxy resin is a great intermediary layer. So my paintings are usually anywhere between three to seven different layers. So it takes a long time to build up. It can take me anywhere from three to five weeks to finish a piece. Um, But that resin acts as an intermediary layer. So I actually go in between and paint on top of it. So it creates a really cool layered, um, layered effect, which creates more depth in the painting. Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at your work and just like, Booing and awing over, but yeah, I love the organic and the softness of it all. And then you've got some pieces that are really large. How big have you been able to go with creating these pieces? Yeah, so I just found a local manufacturer. So usually my paintings are on metal bases. Um, before I was limited to two foot by three foot, but now I found someone to cut it for me custom, which was super exciting. Um, but I can go as big as you want. So the next one I'm working on right now is a three foot by three foot, but I can go, you know, upwards of six to eight feet. Wow. Okay. And then do you do commission piece or do you kind of stay away from that? I do. I know both, yeah. So I do mini collection releases. Okay. Yes. I love doing commission work. Um, It's a little bit more labor intensive because, you know, it is that collaboration bit. Um, But for my collection pieces, I tend to stay in a typical um, color range, which is blue, green and purple. That's just personal preference. I love those colors. But commissions, I have done any and all colors. Okay. And then I see that you also incorporate like this, almost like this gold leafing or, or like gold embossing. What is that? Yes. So that is actually an ode to one, my Indian culture. So, um, and also it's an ode to gilded edges, gilded edges on classical books growing up. Do you recall like 
that was yeah, really yeah. large scale. Like, yeah, books growing up. I remember I had a Jane Austen collection and the sides are gilded gold with that. And that's always just kind of stuck out to me as really unique and beautiful and very subtle in a way. So my painting pieces on the metal, they're really thin. They're about four millimeters, which is super tiny. Okay. But I add a little gold detail on the side of that. So it creates a really modern, sleek look. So it's just basically gold paint and then 23 karat gold leaf. So so pretty yeah i just love having that little glit like in those cracks and pieces mm -hmm. i'm not too um, overpowering just enough yeah yeah just enough i did a bathroom and the tile um they're all handmade and then like some of them there's like these little cracks and then we have gold like cracks and just some of them and they're just kind of sprinkled yes. um, so, yeah that's super super rad um so are you working on your studio is it just you that's crafting all of these beautiful pieces of art so it is just me for now on the um luckily so our studio it's a community of artists so we have 15 to 16 okay. different artists um if i need help on larger pieces thankfully you know we're like a family there so artists will you know pitch in and we'll help each other out that's awesome i love it um do you have any art that's currently on display for the public to to see or is it all kind of waiting for um, openings and studio tours. So I do have actually two ongoing exhibitions right now. One in Irvine at a co-working space and the other is, yeah, is my studio. So I always have open studios. If you're an interior designer, art consultant, or just enjoy art in general, and you're in Orange County, um, just DM me on Instagram. I'm usually there three to four times out of the week. And yeah, I'd love to show you around. Amazing. Yeah, and we're going to do an official Design Coven studio tour on the 29th. Um, at 11. So yeah, so we'll carpool up. Um, we might do another little tour up there since we're going to be in the area, but we'll also have access to these other studio tours, right? With the other artists. Correct. Yes. Amazing. Okay, cool. So then we'll get to discover you, discover all of those pieces. Um, do you have any other events that are coming up that you're excited about that you want to share? Um, besides this studio visit, September 29th, um, we usually have a lot of art workshops as well. So, you know, if you want to learn how to make art, uh, yeah. we do, we're doing a summer series. Um, if you're interested in fluid art at all, I do introductory acrylic pouring workshops. Um, I've done meditative pouring workshops. We also do brunch ones, which are really fun on Saturdays. So we provide bottomless champagne, brunch bites by local caterers, and then you can create your own fluid art to take home. That's so awesome. We love it. So good. Um, yeah, I'm just like looking at everything and how can people find you? Um, do you want to share Instagram and then can they also find your, do you have a website that also has these pieces that shows what's for sale or? Yes. So best place to find me would be either Instagram or my website. My Instagram handle is napa.gogo.art. And then my website is napagogoart.com. Cool. Amazing. I'm just like, yeah, you have to check out her Insta because there's all kinds of pieces um here and then on the website does it show what pieces are for sale and like what the sizes are or do we need to contact you directly to find out what's currently for sale yeah so you can go both if you see something uh online on my website that's the most up-to-date with everything that's i've released in the past year but if you're interested mm -hmm. in working on a commission with me you can just yeah dm me directly or contact me through the web form on my website cool amazing and then is there anything that we, anything else we should know about you and your art that you want to share with us? Yeah, I think the only thing for interior designers and art consultants or um, 
art, yeah, art consultants. If I do have a trade program in the works, so okay. for all new collection releases, that would be something you know interior designers could I could work with them on. You would get okay. early release and access on all new collection releases before they go live on public. And okay. yeah, trade pr pricing will be coming uh, hopefully by the end of the year. And do you mostly sell like your pieces on Instagram? Is that how people find out about you, or is it website or like? It has been. So luckily when I first started, uh, I got luck online. So it's been a combination of Instagram, um, you know, mailing lists. And then I do do sporadically in-person events as well as art fairs. So. Okay. Yeah, they're super fun. They're like super bright, colorful, um, just gorgeous work. So definitely make sure to uh, yeah, follow Natasha. Um, and then are there any practices that you're doing to keep centered, to keep mindful? Yes. So I love, I love that question. So right now it's, um, I do at least try to do 10 to 20 minutes of yoga every morning. Um, okay. if that, you know, falls out either like a mindful evening walk, once it cools down a little bit, I know it's been hot in the summer, but no phone, just immerse yourself with nature. That's been really grounding for me. Nice. I love it. So good. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to, to have you on here. You're our neighbor just north of San Diego. Um, and Natasha's at the several events and we got to meet in person at the Madison Gallery. Um, that, no, did we meet before that? We met before that, right? Or was that the did first we? one? I don't know if we met before that. I found you randomly. So I came across your podcast on Instagram because I think I was looking for San Diego based interior design events and I okay. might have messaged you then. So I think that's what started it. Yeah. yeah. And then we met in person and then um, and then Natasha also came to our most recent co-working event, which is open to everybody. So we have monthly co-workings. Um, the third Wednesday of every month, we recently changed it. So if you're an artist or a creative or an entrepreneur, business owner, whatever, designer, wannabe designer, um, those spaces are open for you to connect. And people like Natasha come in and you get to like, just meet people from all kinds of walks of life and, you know, doing different things. And um, so many people have just made these beautiful connections on, on all levels and it's really neat. Yes. Wow. And I want to thank you, Rachel, for providing that space for, you know, artists yeah. and creatives alike. I've definitely made some really sweet and new connections through your events. So I thank you for that. Just providing that space, especially as creatives, you know, it can be, it's a vulnerable being a creative and an artist and a designer, you know, so creating that kind of environment where equal creatives can come together and put their brains together and make those connections. It's so key. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I encourage all of you to reach out to Natasha. If you want to learn more, make sure you follow her, um, jump into the design coven, join us for the studio tour. Um, we have lots of fun no matter what we're doing. So I'm looking forward to the event. All right, Natasha, I think that's it for now. Uh, we'll be sharing all your things, um, coming up here and, um, yeah, appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge. 
and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry. And lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.